Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful week. I think we're going to probably end up going to every two weeks with this podcast, the way things are going. But that's okay. Give give some digestion time. I know, but I just feel like I have, a, I have a lot to say. I'm just not quite sitting down and getting the recordings done. That's okay. So, but hey, we've got one for you today, and I think this is a really good one. So we're going to talk about adolescent dogs. Which is, which encompasses. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pain in the ass. But I mean, from an age standpoint. Yeah, so uh, adolescents can actually start, believe it or not, pretty early on, around five, six months. Mm-hmm. Um, it can start there and it can literally go up to 18 to 24 months. So adolescence is kind of, if you want to look at it, it's the teenage years of our dog's developmental stage. So my almost three-year-old dog is not an adolescent, even though she acts like one? Correct. Now she's just a young adult who has issues. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to pause because she was going to the litter box, so I had to go uh, interrupt that. She likes that. Yeah, so adolescence, that's a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's when a lot of times um, people's cute little sweet precious puppies who just follow them around and just falling all over them start becoming little assholes. Yeah, yeah, that's that tracks. Right, and and that's when people think their dog's broken. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's when we get the, uh, that's when we get a lot of calls. Yes, um, and you know it's also one of the biggest time frames of uh, dogs being relinquished to shelters. Uh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Just so manners and yeah, behavior. Yeah, all kinds of fun things can happen during adolescence, but it is about develop development, 
but it's also about uh, the physical changes that are happening in the body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like when we go from, you know, prepubescent, prepubescent, prepubescent uh, to kind of teenage years, we start really kind of having all these weird emotions mm-hmm. and and dogs will actually go through the same process. Even even an altered dog? So with an altered dog, you're just going to stop the production of some of the um, hormones. But this is when the hormones start. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll start around five or six months. And that's why I think a lot of studies are now moving towards not altering your dog so early so that you can continue to allow all this to happen mm-hmm. um, and do it in its natural order. Okay. And so basically when uh, the adolescent phase starts, uh, it's, it's the whole point, it's, it's a whole flood of hormones. And the whole point of that is to basically prepare these dogs to mate, mm-hmm. right? And to find a mate. Um, and this is when a lot of the maturing happens. They start to broaden their head. They start to um, have their muscles start developing a little bit more strength. Um, and they start to become kind of that athletic dog. And it really is about them uh, maturing the reproductive system, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if we alter before they complete that stage, we're not allowing the um, the reproductive system to actually develop fully could we be having some behavior issues from that down the road mm-hmm. um, i think we need to do a lot more study on it somebody does i mean yeah. I'm, I'm not a scientist I, not but um, i do think it would be you know very interesting but you know sexual maturity actually tends to to start around seven to nine months and that's when a lot of people start noticing a lot of the mounting mm-hmm. and humping behavior um, some giant breeds will go, you know, they're a lot slower to mature. So you may not see that early right. on. Um, but it's, uh, but adolescence, it, it truly is. It's a lot, a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. You know, dogs, they'll start sleeping less. They might start having some problems with um, same sex dogs uh, because of that sexual maturity. It's a sort of like a competition thing. It can be. And then, of course, females can also you know, get bitchy. I see what you did there. No, <laughs> that is true. I don't know if I actually even thought about that, but it's, um, it, they can, again, it's starting with all these hormones. And, you know, when we are in our time of the month, all those hormones are all over the place, yeah. right? So I think that dogs can definitely... Um, kind of go through those same type of, you know, behaviors. Yeah. Where they're, you know, they're getting kind of pissy. They're getting close to their first heat. Um, they might get irritable. They might, um, they, now they might actually become flirtatious. Um, from, from what I've heard recently, just from being around, um, females who are in heat for our, our, uh, service dog organization there's a lot of anxiousness they get very anxious yeah because i think they just don't know exactly what's happening you know yeah. they feel different um the a lot of times the boy dogs are really interested um even if they are altered so annoying um you'll have things like um you know constant licking of the vulva uh they can of course start they'll start bleeding at some point um but 
you know, it's not just those symptoms. That's why I tell people that, you know, dogs can go and go, they go in heat for over a period of time. It's not just during the bleeding mm-hmm. prospect, you know, process. So it's. Well, that's with all, with most mammals, I think it's. Yeah. Cyclical. Um, so from, from our standpoint, you know, Isabella was spayed very young because she was a rescue and obviously that is the responsible thing to do for rescue dogs. Um, so yeah, it's sort of a double edged sword. Obviously you, you want a dog, um, just sort of mature and, and from a genetic standpoint to be the best they can be. But then you also don't want overpopulation and you want to be a responsible dog guardian so you know that there's sort of a fine line there i think well i think it's it's i think for a lot of people it's you know i'm hearing that for male dogs if you can wait until 12 14 months to neuter female dogs if you let them go through one heat mm-hmm. i mean who knows isabella might have been a little bit bigger if she had not been spayed until she was older right right so i know like with especially like with the males, that body composition is going to be bigger mm-hmm. um, if you allow that maturation process to take place. But, I mean, I don't want to get into spay and neuter because that's a whole hole that we could get into. Well, yeah, that's a whole different that's a whole different podcast. Of, yeah, you know, definitely. Ethics and genetics and all kinds of things that yes. go into that. But just, yes. um, just from a behavioral standpoint, I've wondered... You know, I personally am glad that she was already spayed. <laughs> I don't want to deal with right? the heat cycle. Um, but just, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting to see what would be behaviorally and changed. She's a, you good, know. she's a good little size. She is a good size. No, I like her size. A little 30-pounder. Um, you know, with male dogs, a lot of times people ask me, well, how long should I go? And mm-hmm. really, truly, if you can, maybe go a little bit longer great the problem is that you might start getting some behavior problems from the from the being intact mm-hmm. um you know mounting behavior is the one of the biggest ones um getting into altercations with other dogs because either they're being a pest yeah um or they're doing um being a little bit more territorial because maybe there is a female in heat running off is a real issue with intact males uh, because they're yeah. gonna find they're gonna go and search you know not to mention not being allowed in daycare Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and of course, you know, leg lifting with the males. I'd say the one thing that you're really going to get quite a bit of with your adolescence is um, you're going to get that middle finger from them. Yeah. You know, it's this, I'm trying to find who I am. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find out what I like, what I don't like. All these things are interesting. I'm feeling more confident. I want to get out and explore the world. I'm pushing boundaries to see major yes to see what the expectations are are you going to be consistent as a human yeah i was uh <laughs> i was on facebook yesterday and uh one of our neighbors has an adolescent boy and uh you know she was saying i just feel like i'm failing as a mom cuz this kid is pushing every boundary. And I'll be like, girl, you Yeah. You got a you got a boy who's going through some changes. You know, I mean it's 
normal. Yes. <laughs> You're not alone. It's that's yeah. legit. It really is. Um, and, you know, if you could remember back being kind of preteen, teenager, there were times that you were going to go and do what you wanted to do and have fun regardless of the consequence. It was worth it. Okay. Well, maybe not. Okay. Not everybody. One Miss Goody Two-Shoes well, here. I mean, here's a good one. Like um, a, a, a boy taking his bicycle and jumping over like four, trying to jump over like four cars, knowing that he could easily like land and break everything <laughs> in his body. Right. He doesn't care. Well, the risk-taking behavior yes. uh, goes up. Yeah. So it, it's your dogs are going to be the same way. They're going to ignore you. They're going to um, push those boundaries, and they're going to they're going to have fun no matter what, mm-hmm. and no matter what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, this is a normal phase. Does it yeah. make you a bad owner? Does it make them a bad dog? It's part of development, and they need it. Yeah. It's sort of like that email I got yesterday about a a young. Pup, not young puppy, but adolescent puppy who has suddenly attached to a, another member of the family who doesn't even live there and basically just flips mom off all the time. And it's like, that's to be expected. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, I, I remember it would hurt my feelings sometimes when Isabella wanted nothing to do with me. Of course, we're, I'm, I'm being the, uh, Respectful parent, doing respectful parenting yes. can be hard, you know, because you're like, love me, please. Right. But she's like doing her own thing, you know, through that adolescent stage. And uh, sort of what this woman's going through now. And, it, you know, it, she's like, it's like hurting her feelings. And <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It just, it, yeah. Don't take it personal, guys, because it, um, I mean, it's going to happen. And it's, you know, here's the thing, too. People always wonder how do they, how can they be attached to someone who doesn't even live here, mm-hmm. right? They've seen them a dozen times, okay? Well, imagine if someone you saw for the first 12 times gave you a $100 bill every time you saw them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would want to attach yourself to them. Right. That rate of reinforcement and that quality of reinforcement mm-hmm. is very high. Mm-hmm. Even if you come over 15 times and you only got one, you know, 12 $100 bills, mm-hmm. it's still a high rate of reinforcement. Well, when you live with a dog, you have hundreds of chances. Mm-hmm. And so by, you know, when you acknowledge good behavior, when you reward, when you kind of really love all over them, what does that rate of reinforcement look like? What is that kind of percentage? Yeah. You know, are you only 20% of the time doing it? And it's only after you've started the game instead of saying, hey, you know, at any time I can acknowledge good behavior. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of times it really is where it's just that rate of reinforcement. Other things outside the home become more fun because the honeymoon phase is over. Mm-hmm. They're no longer the cutest puppy in the world. Um, now they're just kind of a lanky, bratty <laughs> Awkward. You know, awkward, (laughs) you know, dog. Um, So I do think that dogs will find that it's more fun to be out. So, you know, but good news is that we can't stop the developmental stage from occurring, but we can at least help the dog through it. So do you think that during the adolescent phase, um, your rate of reinforcement is definitely something that has to 
be upped. Yeah, absolutely. Even for things, to, yeah, even for things yeah. you've not rewarded in a while. Right. Even if it's something that they're pretty consistent with, because, uh, you know, we'll hear that a lot too, where it's like they're backsliding, like they were perfect at this and now yep. suddenly they're not. And, you know, it's like, why do I have to reward my dog all of a sudden for this again? They should know it. They should just do it. So you're saying to, well, yeah, and you told a story about reinforcement last night. You as sort of an adolescent that was really interesting um, in relation to to certain people coming over to your, yeah. your house and sort of what, and, and that was, that would have been sort of the same age range yeah, it would have. of um, adolescence where you got something when well, you can tell a story. Yeah. So, I mean, so I remember growing up. Uh, my parents would have um, my cousin and her husband come over to play cards. And so I knew when they were coming over to play cards, we weren't going to be a part of that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that we were just to do our own thing. They didn't have any kids. So it was not like anything real special right. for them coming over. Um, but what did make it special that I knew when they were coming over, my parents would get the Atari out and we were allowed to play Atari. Mm-hmm. And that was the only time we were allowed to play Atari when we had company over that didn't, that they didn't want us to be right. a part of. Right. And, um, and so anytime I knew they were coming, I would get so excited because I got to play Atari, which in turn actually created a more of a bond with them. With the, my cousin, with your cousin, right, and husband, right. So, kind of going back to someone saying, "Why in the world is my dog suddenly want to be around this person more than me?" Uh, but I mean, that makes sense during that sort of developmental stage of, "Oh, hey, I get a reward whenever this person is around." Yeah, well, think about that how, I usually uh, don't get how many grandparents every time oh, they yeah. come to visit they brought a gift oh for sure right so you love the grandparents yeah you would see them three times a year but they still wanted to go home with them why because mm-hmm. the positive association and that kind of rate of reinforcement you, you, but realistically as a as an owner you live with the dog you can't be a hundred percent um but yes you do need to make sure that you don't back off mm-hmm rewarding behavior sort of take it for granted well i mean think about it when we look at a dog that's five or six months old we may go oh it's not really that much of a puppy it's only been on this earth for five to six months Mm -hmm. that's not a long time to learn about this world that doesn't make sense to them right right so we do need to not think that oh they're nine ten months they should know everything and do everything Mm -hmm. well at that point you're saying my fourth grader not even my fourth grader. I take that back. Excuse me. My three to four year old toddler mm-hmm. should be ready to graduate high school. Right. That's because they're they're yeah. walking. Yeah. You know. But then even as you get further into the actual adolescence stage with a dog, it's the same thing. You know, you're expecting a preteen to I have a house and look, a car, pay rent, be married, <laughs> be married, have kids already. I yeah. mean, you know the. Whatever. Yeah. So. It really is. It's a, we have to really uh, lower our expectations. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I should say more of lower the criteria of our expectations. Right. Because um, obviously expectations and boundaries are important. Yeah, they need to be there. Consistency. But yeah. um, sort of reevaluating what you expect from your dog. Yeah. Um, and helping them navigate the world 
because they're going to see the world a little different. And it may be sometimes overwhelming. So one of the things you can do is make your adolescence world smaller in smaller doses. So mm-hmm. instead of trying to taking them out to the county fair, you know, take them to um, a soccer field where you can stand 100 yards away. Right. Or, you know, just it's just not not asking the dog to make too many decisions or take in too much at one time um, because their body is, and brain's going through a lot. Um, you want to really recognize the stress signs and mm-hmm. and those signals and not yeah. not think your dog is there's something wrong when your dog doesn't like the neighbor dog that they used to play with all the time. Right. Because now they they've gotten into altercations. OK, that's hormones, testosterone. Um, who knows, right? Maybe that's that the dog is no longer wanting to be bullied by the neighbor dog because right. as a puppy, the neighbor dog bullied it, mm-hmm. and now it's standing up for itself, right? So don't be freaking out when things are happening between, you know, five six months to eighteen months, right? Um, obviously, we we want to work through it and teach the dogs and help, but people freaking out and, and thinking their dog's broken—that's <laughs> what I want to stay away from. You, you've you said broken several times. Like, people have said that to you? Yes. Like, this dog's broken. This dog's broken. Um, or if they don't say this dog's broken, they say, I need you to fix it. Well, which implies right? brokenness. That the dog's broken, <laughs> right? I need you to fix it. It's broken. It's not doing what I think it should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I've really had to have some conversations with people is, you know, is saying, I'm not here to fix your dog. I'm here to help your dog be less stressed and, and more confident and um, be the best version of themselves. And I'm here to help you understand your dog mm-hmm. and how better to develop the relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to fix anything. Now, there are times, obviously, I deal with a lot of behavior issues, um, anxiety, fearfulness, aggression. Um, I still don't think that I would say that dog is broken. That dog has some... Um, issues that they need some therapy for so we can, don't we all so we can work through yeah right? if we have issues yeah. doesn't mean we're broken you know yeah so i really want people to, to realize that your dog is an individual and they are trying to to navigate this world uh, and you've got to help them mm-hmm. and you need to be their safety net you need to be the oh i know you don't understand what's happening here let me help you instead of them going I don't know what to do. I'm getting yelled at, but the one person that I have known, because I don't know what to do, no, there's no safe place. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, you want your dog to, to one, come to you when they're uncomfortable. You want them to know that you've got their back. You've, you've got, you know, that you will help them navigate mm-hmm. the environment, the situation, the scenario. Um, upping your rewards and making things more of a party. Make things fun. Yeah. If you're doing any kind of formal training, um, shorten your sessions um, and play more. Right? Don't be asking a dog that is going through adolescence to spend 30 minutes focused completely on you. Yeah. Right? Do a few things, then play. And then maybe do one or two or other things, play, and then call it a day. Yeah. Right. Because remember, I mean, teaching really is twenty four seven. So, um, that is something that you just need to kind of develop that habit. And if you develop the habit, you shouldn't lose it when they go into adolescence. Um, that's for sure. Um, you know, another thing that people need to talk about or think about, and we've talked about it a million times, but food quality. 
So many people want to go from puppy to adult. Um, I, I really, I like the all life stages. Mm-hmm. That that to me is is my preference. I don't care for puppy food, adult food, just in all life stages. But you still want to look at food quality to make sure there's not any sugar. A lot of the puppy has um, higher fat, higher yeah. protein, um, a lot of carbs. So you do kind of want to make sure that you're looking at food quality and ensure that your your dog, while it's still developing, has all the nutrients and a healthy mm-hmm. amount of nutrients for that. Um, and that's something that can help you get through it. Yeah. For sure. You know, you don't want to give a teenager caffeine. Or fast food every day. Or fast food every day. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Imagine how sluggish and moody. Ugh. And going through sugar withdrawals and yeah, all those sorts of things. I mean, you know, regulating blood sugar in general is helpful for mood and oh yeah, focus and yeah. And a lot of dogs do better, much better, just on, on some simple things mm-hmm. by just getting that food changed. Um, and don't think that whatever your dog came with, whether it's from a rescue or a breeder, that you have to continue on that food. Right. Um, there is some really good healthy food out there. And if uh, and if you're wondering what some of those foods are, shoot us an email. We'll be happy to send you our um, food option list uh, to let you know that these foods are high quality and are sourced from um, good companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just shoot us an email. Yeah, because uh, we always love to hear from you guys anyway. Um, I so I would say that the other things that you need to kind of look at is understanding your breed's need. You know, if you have a Jack Russell Terrier who likes to dig, that's going to increase as they become adolescents. They're going to go from puppies, I'm going out, no, this looks fun, to having a purpose. Yeah. Um, and doing their job. Yeah. So you kind of want to think about that and give them opportunities to dig, like making a, you know, building a dig pit. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to teach them to dig within that pit. Um, so you, you don't want to take away those breed traits. Just give them a place to do it so you don't have, so you don't break ankles when you go out in the yard. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind also, a lot of puppies do dig. Many will grow out of it. Um, Isabella's gotten better. Uh, she was a big digger as a puppy. She's about 90% better. Yeah. And I, I think uh, enrichment is to, uh, to think for that. We've been doing a lot of enrichment with her. And she has been just and so I, much calmer. Yeah. I think that's, that's a lot of why she because w- those days where she's outside and she starts digging in the yard i know i'm like okay i haven't done anything with her me- like mental stimulation with her in a couple of days so she's she's doing her thing that or we have a mole which well she, we could have a mole that's no doubt she will uh <laughs> she will go uh fix that yes she will because our cats don't lazies they're so lazy <laughs> She doesn't actually, like, catch the mole and kill it. She doesn't? No. She just likes to find it. Oh. And then probably well, I'm surprised. steer it out of the yard. As Oh, she might. As a herding breed. Yeah, she do. might do that. She might do that. Uh, she did pick one up one day and just sort of played with it. And then we <laughs> got it out of the yard and it was fine. It, it lived its life. But, <laughs> you know, well, I watched her at, like, at adolescence catch a rabbit. No, we're not going there. Okay. I can't. I'm just saying. You brought up a good point. Enrichment. You need to up your enrichment game with adolescents. Because you do want to 
keep their kind of environment smaller and their world a little bit smaller. So up your enrichment for these, Mm -hmm. uh, this, this time frame, um, and just get creative. We do have things on Instagram that Britt puts things on Instagram. Um, and of course we have our resource list for, um, enrichment items. Hey, shoot us an email for that too. Yeah. We'll be happy to send that out to you. But those are, you know, up those enrichment games and that's also rewarding. And it teaches the dog that, Again, you know, it's fairly fun to be at home or be with you. Mm-hmm. But sure, I need to look up what this ball is that Tiffany gave us. Um, That's what, right. Aunt what, Tiffany got um, from Thrive at the Farm at Natchez see. Trace, got Isabella this new toy. It's similar to a tricky treat ball, um, which Isabella loves. But this one is called the Maisie ball, M-A-Z-E-E. Um, and it's by um, Orby Tough. Um, and it, so what it is, is it's it's similar to a tricky treat ball, but it has like a, a plastic sort of maze inside of it that moves around. So it makes it more difficult um, for, the, for the dog to get the food out of the ball. And she loves it. And she's obsessed with it. Um, all that to say, you know, if your dog, if you have a a puzzle toy for your dog that they love, but it's really easy for them, that's, that's okay. Don't think that you have to go to a harder puzzle in order for your dog to have enrichment. If they're enjoying it and they're, it doesn't matter if it takes them two seconds to figure out the puzzle. If they love it, cool. Like, up it if you want to, but don't think that that means like, oh, that was too easy for them. I need to go to something else. Um, that is something I learned that, you know, Isabella doesn't need necessarily need tougher things. She to just not, might need more items. Yeah. If they're easy. Yeah. You just want some different easy items. Yeah, now me, different. I want to make some things a little more challenging because yeah. I'm. Just mix it up. I'm like that. But yeah, don't think it has to be. But also don't think that that puzzle that they, they did for two seconds is all that they need for the exactly. day. Exactly. Exactly. It's enrichment. It's just a small amount. Yeah. It's enrichment if they enjoy doing it. Yes. And if That's they have the complete thing. control over it. Yeah. Um, but this, the Maisie ball, um, obviously I'll still use the Tricky Treat ball, but um, she really looks that one up because it is a little more difficult. Also, the hole uh, is a little bigger. Uh, to get the food and treats in. Okay. Uh, so I know some, Somebody had emailed me and said that the, they were having some difficulties finding because um, they they only use the tricky treat ball for treats. They they weren't using it oh, for kibble, okay. um, and so they were having problems finding good quality treats that were small enough to fit in the tricky treat ball. Yes, because um, it does have a little lip on the inside of it that the treats. Are, so this one does not have that. So it does have a little bit bigger of an opening, um, so you can put some different treats in there. So. I Just wish throwing that out. That would that no, that's great. I wish y'all could see Isabella sitting right here. She was just sitting pretty with her Kong in her mouth. Yeah, she got um, a Kong a little while ago. Uh, y'all probably heard the doorbell. I don't know if it picked it up, but that was her she wants to go out and now she doesn't she just wants to do something other than us talking about enrichment. She would like to do enrichment. Well that's why she has her Kong. Yes. We're almost done, puppy. <laughs> um another thing I could tell you to do to get through the adolescent phase. Do not become a teenager with your teenager. Oh, 
Yeah. Don't sink to their level. Don't. Don't sink to their level. <laughs> I have so many human adults that I just want to shake and tell them the same thing about their children. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it's like. Don't match that energy. Don't. Right. Um, your job is to set them up for success. Right. Giving them choices, but limiting the options so they can be successful. Uh, using a lot of 30 foot leashes out and about is a good way uh, to kind of help that. Doing some hand feeding can help them learn to think and use their brain a little bit more as they're developing, doing more um, choice games uh, with your training. That can help kind of um, slow them down a little bit, but also make them, you know, actually think right. instead of just react. But yet, yeah, don't be getting into the arguing, the fighting, the screaming, the yelling, the firm tones, the feel like you need to go to a shock collar or an e-collar. Or, don't. Don't. Your dog is not abnormal. Your dog is normal to go through this. Mm-hmm. How you handle it will depend on if it's an easy path <laughs> or a hard path. It's true. You're going to get frustrated sometimes. You're going to mess up. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. And don't send your dog off for training. That's like sending your teenager off for somebody else to to, to, to raise. boarding school because you're Yeah, like... you send them boarding school to raise <laughs> and then wonder why they don't want to come home at Christmas. And when they become adults and they leave you, <laughs> they don't want to come home at Christmas. Yeah. Um, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Um, it's just about making sure that you understand what they're going through. Yeah. They're not broken. Granted, and we always sort of say this, but unlike children, sometimes dogs are not in the right home. Maybe the lifestyle is not correct. Yes. And that is something that can be evaluated. But for the most part, just some annoying behavior, uh, adolescent behavior, is not enough to, uh, to rehome or to send to a shelter. That's right. They'll get through it. You'll get through it. Yeah. Just maybe treating them like they're back to being young puppies. Using the crate again. Using small rooms. Yeah. You know, so don't freak out. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're talking mostly manners. Yes, definitely. Um, Not behavioral issues and, um, you know, things that are wired that are, you know, genetic and, and that sort of thing. Neurological problems issues um but you know just for your typical annoying adolescent middle finger middle finger i'm not really that much fun anymore i'm sneaking out with my friends That's right night, smoking cigarettes yeah <laughs> drank a fifth of boone's farm it, <laughs> boone's farm yeah so don't freak out you got you got this y'all got this <laughs> they're gonna do it y'all got this right so if you do have a problem and you're not sure if you're dealing with adolescents or just a true asshole, you can contact us. We'll be happy to set up a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, y'all can y'all can do this. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Um, any last um, f- fascinating words? Because you were the last to go through adolescence with Isabella. So I'm gonna hope my yeah. I mean, that it's, I get's gonna it's be really interesting it. because I thought we were still in it, and. Uh, Honestly, though, the last couple of weeks, I've realized that she's matured quite a bit. I mean, you had her in the front yard off leash, and she didn't leave the yard. And she did really well that day. Um, she and I have been taking just trips to walk around stores aimlessly because it's been the weather's been awful. 
Um, she's been fabulous. Love that. Yeah. So I guess we are out of the adolescent stage. Yep. Uh, getting there anyway. She's almost old enough to be your DD. Yeah. So we're, uh, <laughs> if I could teach my daughter to draw a man. Man, that's what we thought when the niece turned. I just read 16, an article but... about a goldfish driving. Uh, yes, I is actually, I saw, yes, I saw that article. Um, and it is, did you, did you go and watch the video? I did not. Okay. Y'all this was need it. To... I'm going to be real. It was 12 o'clock at night. I'd had some wine. I thought maybe I was not. If I can find the article and I think I put it on our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page, guys. Go to our Facebook page. I think I posted on there. Um, but yes, fish were in tank that went to a certain end of the tank to get it to move in that direction. And they ended up getting a reward for that. So, yeah, I'm not, I, you have to go watch it. But go to our Facebook page. Positive um, reinforcement, be, man. Exactly. And that's the thing. They literally were moving this uh, car, I guess you could call it a car. It had four wheels. Had a cart that had the tank on it, moving it on dry land. Yes. So go to our Facebook page. I'm pretty sure I posted Just it on there. like this fish is like, man, I'd like to go to Utah today. It was, I think it was multiple fish too. They did. Not at one time, but. But there's a video but on it and everything. Could, like, but if they could, like, take a road trip right? and they could take turns driving. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You are. I'm just. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I love you, though. Uh, so there you go. So y'all check the Facebook page out and look at that. We're, I've been posting some really interesting things, some interesting articles and stuff. So you guys definitely get to the Facebook page. Yeah. Follow it. Yeah. If you yeah. like it, great, but follow it. I will say Nikki is mostly in charge of the Facebook page. I am. I mostly post on Insta. Yeah, you do. So okay, I just found out I'm charged the Facebook page. No, so I mean I'll get you're, back on it. You're <laughs> usually the one who who posts things on. Yeah, there, so. I, I find a, I get some really good articles. It's mostly articles that we post on there. Yeah. So, well, I hope you guys um, do have a great rest of the week, and uh, be sure that you do like us on Instagram and Facebook, and follow us so that you don't miss anything. That's important. Yeah. And share, 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 and we have a we're gonna have a. Um, contest coming up. What, sometime in February? We are. Yes, we are. Remember we talked about it yesterday for a half second. I'm going to put together a great little enrichment package. So tell us about this contest. I'm not sure yet. If y'all have any ideas for a good contest, <laughs> holler at us. Uh, we're going to find out. Who knows? I'm like, we we kind of use this podcast as a, wine as a uh, <laughs> business meeting as well. Um, yeah. So make sure y'all... Keep up and follow us. And be sure um, to please rate us if you listen anywhere where you can rate, because that helps other people find us. Um, we do appreciate you guys. And um, we'd love to hear from you. Info at dogspeak101.com. Check out uh, us on Facebook and Instagram. And hopefully we'll have another one of these out for you next week. And what do you think the chances are? We got this. We got this. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>